You're listening to The Ultimate Creative, a podcast for content creators. I'm your host, Emily Milling. I am a multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, comedian, podcaster, musician, filmmaker, you name it. If it's creative and it has something to do with business, I'm probably in on it. If you're looking for a way to earn money through your creative passions, or if you need help finding your creative side, you are in the right place. Welcome to another episode of the Ultimate Creative Podcast. I am your host, Emily Milling, and today I have a very important human being with me, someone you need to have in your life, especially if you are trying to get on podcasts. I am, of course, talking about Elizabeth Krajewski. Elizabeth is a podcast visibility strategist. She's on a mission to elevate female entrepreneurs' voices so they can inspire and engage with more clients through their podcast interviews. What the heck? What a cool mission. Whether she's researching relevant podcasts to pitch her clients, or working on topics that amplify her clients' voices. She uses her experience and network to provide her clients an unforgettable experience. And I can attest to what I've seen on social media. She does a really great job of this. Elizabeth knows that in order to land podcast interviews that convert for her clients, she needs to lead with value and build genuine connections. Heck yes, you do. And then when she's not working with her clients or being active in her local community, she loves to explore new travel destinations, check out local restaurants with her partner, or curl up with a good book that usually includes a cat snuggled next to her. Welcome, Elizabeth! Oh my god! Thank you, Emily. That was an amazing introduction. Well, you wrote uh, it. <laughs> That's why it's amazing, because you're amazing. I'm so flippin' excited that you're on my flippin' podcast today. It's so exciting. It is so exciting. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So thank you for having me on. Heck yes. Okay, let's get right into it. Tell us about you. How did you come to be a podcast visibility manager? And maybe tell us, like, what exactly is that? Sure. So my business is called Virtual Solutions and I've loved podcasts for years. I started listening back in 2012 and ever since then I've just been devouring the content and I'd spent a lot of time in the corporate space and I'd been leading teams and you know I never felt fulfilled and I kind of bounced around in different industries and just couldn't find that thing that really made me felt, you know, it was a career that I wanted to be in and absolutely no excitement. I kind of remember sitting outside in my car not wanting to go into the office and yes. You know, I just really longed to have a business of my own and, you know, I wanted more time and more freedom and my daughter's grown and on her own. So I don't have a lot of responsibility. So I just thought, you know, I needed to start exploring what was going to be next for me. So I kind of came into the online space. I started doing VA work. So doing general admin, and then I switched over to project management. And then I thought, you know, I need to do something that really lights me up. So I thought, you know, podcasts, like I've been listening for years. I started with podcast management and I really, I enjoyed it. And it really, it fulfilled a lot of my creative desires. But then I kept having this thing where I felt like I wasn't creative enough. So, you know, doing launches and things like that, I just felt like I wasn't able to give my clients the very best. And I, I think part of it kind of came from, I associated creativity with artistic ability. 
So mm-hmm. common misconception. Yeah, hundred yes. <laughs> percent. So I kind of just decided, you know, I need to take stock. What is it that I want to do? And I was really drawn to pitching. So I really felt like, I think it comes from my love of research and connecting people. So just those aspects of it really, I felt like my creativity really could flow with that. So with podcast pitching, you're getting to know your clients and really deep diving into their stories and you're crafting topics for them that they're going to talk about on podcasts. And it's about building relationships and there's that strategy piece of growing their audience. So it's really all those different aspects really appealed to me. And I had taken a course to kind of make sure that I knew you know, how to do it the best way. And I got a lot of experience from that. And it was a great, great um, sort of thing to kind of set me off. Being able to like connect my clients to podcasts and put them in front of audiences of ideal listeners gives me a lot of satisfaction. And that wasn't really something I ever got to feel in my career. Typically, my clients are service-based female entrepreneurs who are having difficulty getting visible and finding enough clients to move from a part-time gig to a full-time business. And also a lot of them want to scale. So I help them implement an effective visibility strategy that feels comfortable to them and help them land podcast interviews so that they can really create a lifestyle that gives them financial freedom and help them work from a place where like rest and grace rather than all that hustle. So it's just all those aspects that really I found so intriguing and made it me want to be a part of that. Wow. This is so cool. And I mean, so like, I know what you do. And I've been following your content, obviously, like we've been Instagram buddies for a while now we've chatted before. You have like, you have really awesome content stuff that Thank I want you. all of my clients to know about all the time. I'm like, everyone just go look at Elizabeth's stuff. It is the stuff that you need to know. Because like, like pitching yourself to a podcast and like doing the quote pitch, like it's all People don't, they don't do it right, but you have a really clear understanding of this connection piece of like, who's going to be a good fit for a different podcast? Is your client going to perform well on that podcast or not? You know, and I know a lot of my clients and my students, they get pitches all the time, myself included. And it's like, hi, my name is someone who is totally irrelevant to anything you've ever talked about in your life. It's like, hi, I'm interested in talking about my beehive farm. And even though you are a Batman podcast, and it's like, would you just stop? Would you stop doing it? So I love that you're like, so intentionally finding these connections and making it personalized and tailored. And even you sent me your package for today of like, this is all the stuff that we're going to need in advance. And I'm like, oh, oh, as a podcast host, I'm like, you've just made my life so much easier. I don't have to ask you for the thing. You're like, here, boom, here it is. Well, before we actually sit down to record. And I'm like, thank God, thank God for you. This is just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. And And I want to get kind of like deeper into this too. So like, why would you say it's a good idea to be a guest on other podcasts that are like related to what you do? Because sometimes I feel like people are like, oh, maybe there's like competition or something. What do you think is a good benefit instead? So guesting on podcasts, it's really a great way to create and increase your visibility and generate new leads. But it's really about creating and cultivating those relationships and getting in front of audiences that 
your ideal listeners are part of and also building the relationship with the host. So you're going to get exposed to new audiences. You're not starting from scratch, which is a really great thing because the host has already curated an engaged audience and they're giving you kind of like a warm introduction. So it's not as cold as, you know, just sending out that cold pitch. If people are listening to you, they're kind of warming up to already. And really that true power is that you get to show up as yourself and you're going to win people over with your personality, your knowledge, and you can really have a great conversation with the host and the audience is going to connect with you and maybe want to work with you in the future. And I think one of the really great things about it that you want to keep in mind is that the listeners of the podcast trust the judgment of the host. So -hmm. you want to get in front of a host that has your ideal listeners in the audience because they're going to see that your appearance on that show as an endorsement by the host that, you know, they're recommending you your expertise and it's going to help build that no like and trust factor. Which is exactly what's happening right here, right now, by the way, everyone, I fully endorse Elizabeth's work. It's just, it's so amazing. Sorry to interject, no, but no, I just had you, to Emily. throw that in there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So really the conversation is rooted in relationship building and people are so hungry right now for connection. Pre-pandemic, it was a popular topic, but more so afterwards, you know, we've come out of lockdown and we're craving that intimacy that that conversation that you're having one-on-one with the host can really offer. And so I would really invite your listeners to imagine how their business can really grow. And like, it's a much easier process when you're making relationship building a priority. And it's important to find really what's going to work in your business and amplify that. So if podcast guesting is working, reach out, do it more. You know, I really feel blessed to be able to get my clients exposed to audiences that need them and connect them to hosts that potentially can create a mutually beneficial relationship with. So it's really, I find at the core that it's really about that relationship building and finding shows that your ideal listeners are a part of, but you're going to get so much more benefit as well from that relationship with the host. So the host can connect you to other podcasts. They can connect you to, you know, they usually, a lot of them have their own business. So they might have other clients that you could help them doing a complimentary service. So in my case for pitching, so you may have someone who's looking for uh, someone to pitch in the podcast. So you and I are working, building our relationship and you know, there could possibly be referrals or new clients that come out of the experience. So you do want to pick a show where your ideal listener is hanging out and really talk about a message that is going to be relevant to them. And it's not about like a sales pitch or an infomercial for me to sell my business. It's about getting out there and offering value to the host and the audience. 100%. I completely agree with all of that stuff. It is about creating the value. And one thing that I wanted to actually jump in on too was you mentioned that you develop topics for your clients as well to pitch. So tell me a little bit about the process there. Sure. So I work with a framework when I'm working on pitching my clients. It's clarity, communicate, connect, and convert. So that clarity portion, you know, we're getting on a strategy call and we're really working through, you know, finding out about your story so where I can pick different topics out of things and use that to develop your topics. And we're going to think about where 
your listeners are hanging out, what shows we want to connect with, and really figure out where we're going to pitch so that you're in front of your ideal clients. When we're talking about topics, we're going to pitch things where we're going to consider what does your ideal client usually ask you about? Like, what's that thing that they want to pick your brain about? What topics are you an expert at delivering? So we just kind of deep dive into all of those things and find topics that are really relevant and are going to kind of be aimed at the shows that you're going on. So we do sort of like a high level thinking about those different topics. And then we get really more specific once we've figured out what specific shows that we're going to pitch you to, because mm-hmm. you really want to cater the topic to the particular show that you're pitching. Yeah. Well, I love that you said too, like, what are the things people are picking your brain about the most? Because like, it, it often feels like, well, does everyone want to hear about that? Like, again, because I've talked about it so much, but the, the reality of it is, the truth of it is, if people are constantly asking about it, it's probably because everybody needs to know that information. So that's a really good point. So on that, I'm curious, what is like the biggest challenge that your clients bring to you when they're trying to land coveted podcast guest spots? So I kind of feel like that it's either one of two things. So what we were talking about and figuring about what topics to pitch. So they're, they're trying to figure out what to talk about or what to pitch. And then the other part of that is a lot of them are afraid that they're going to like give too much away. They're worried about giving too much of that value away. And I really suggest that you lead with value. You know, don't be worried about giving too much away, offer up as much value as you can in that 30 to 45 minute interview, because what you're giving away is really going to just draw them into you. They're going to want to stay connected with you. They're going to want to become part of your world and your community. And it's really great when their reaction is like, wow, you're giving me this much for free. Like, what would it be like to work with you? So like for myself, I, I just think about, you know, there's all, where, do, where am I getting free value? Well, every time you sign up for a free trial, you're getting free value. And a lot of the times you end up purchasing that product or service. So don't be afraid to give all that value away because it's going to come back to you. They're, they're taking it in. They want more of it. So they're mm-hmm. going to sign up for your products. And then there's all those people that they want you to do it for you. They see that you're the expert. You're in your zone of genius. They have other things in their business that they need to focus on. So they're going to focus on those. They're going to hire you to do what you need to do and just give those valuable tips that they can action right away. Yes, exactly. The instant action. Because it's like, oh, you are totally fulfilling this need that I have in this moment right now. It's amazing. And people really, really connect with that. What would you say are the pieces that would go into a successful podcast guest pitch. So I really think that you have to be intentional and craft a pitch that's going to convey what the audience is going to gain from the interview. You know, what specifically are you going to talk about and you want to personalize it and it be memorable. So one of the first things like we were talking earlier is, you know, in your greeting, use their name. Yes. Oh my gosh, please. Spell it right. And like, I hear about those pitches where it's like, dear insert name. (laughs) Or they put the podcast, you know, like you're going to get one that says, dear, the ultimate creative podcast. Like, no, my name is Emily. And I very clearly say it every time constantly on my podcast right at the beginning. It's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, start off 
with that greeting. And then you're going to want to make a connection and you're going to want to share a bit about how you're familiar with the podcast. And, you know, that doesn't mean, you know, I listened to episode 32 with your guest, Emily Milling, like tell them what you are familiar with about their show and their audience and really like tell them what you love and give them some value that you're going to be offering. And then you want to give them a topic. And I'm not saying like three or four topics, like give them one. You do the work. You figure out what topic you should be offering. Make sure it's something that they haven't already done. Or if maybe you have a different spin on it, you can offer that. But you don't want to overwhelm the host. They're not there to do homework based on what you're sending. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's like a random person comes in and like, Hey, guess what? I'm really cool. Let me be on your podcast. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do extra work. Exactly. You know, so come up with that one topic and format it the way they normally format their, their episode titles. Cause then that way they're going to like envision you being on the show. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. I love that. By the end of this, if you haven't hired Elizabeth, I don't know what you're doing with your life, by the way. Anyway, so along with that, you know, continue to paint the picture and include three to five talking points about that. And they're really going to be able to see what it's going to be like to have you on the show. I also suggest that you share exactly how your topic is going to help your audience. You know, what's in it for them? What are they going to gain by listening? You know, so I would suggest saying something like your listeners will walk away from this episode feeling inspired and better equipped to start pitching themselves for podcast interviews. So I've told them exactly what they're going to walk away with. Listener, you can't see it, but I just like got sucked into a vortex of mind blown explosion. This, <laughs> this is stuff I don't do for myself. I got to tell you. And I, <laughs> I just need you in my life so much more right now. I'm realizing I'm so excited that we're talking about this. This is so yeah, good. So what do you think is like one thing that people are missing when they pitch to be a guest? I mean, like, aside from not putting the person's name in the email, because <laughs> that's kind of an obvious one. But like, like, if your clients come to you and they say, like, yeah, I've been pitch- pitching to other podcasts previously, and it just doesn't seem to be working, and you check out, like, maybe some of the stuff they've written, what do you think is, like, a big missing element that's putting big red flags up for podcast hosts if they're looking at people? The biggest thing that I hear about is just a generic email pitch where they didn't take that time to personalize it. They gave the host homework and they didn't really care about building that relationship. You know, they didn't give any value. They just saw it as an opportunity for them to, you know, get on a show and get their, their name out there and try to sell something. And really it's not a one-sided relationship. This is about providing value to the host and the audience. And it's a collaborative experience that you're going to be able to create an amazing piece of content for both you and the host. So really like take some time, put some effort into it. Pitching involves effort. It is not something that you can quickly knock off and send to a hundred people. You need to personalize each one. You need to research each one and just put that effort in. Absolutely. Because I mean, when you put yourself in front of an audience that you've intentionally selected who are a really great fit for you and you've only done it one time versus if you put yourself in front of a hundred different audiences that have zero to do with you. Again, my beehive keeper slash Batman example from earlier, what on earth? You're not going to get any new clients out of it. You're not going to get any new leads, nothing. Your audience isn't going to grow. So why wouldn't you just be like selective and intentional and hire Elizabeth to help you do it also? 
Do you also coach your clients on sharing out the assets from the episode when it goes live? Because that's one thing that my clients and students and my, my podcast community, everyone gets really frustrated that guests don't share things out when the episode goes out. Is that something that you coach your clients on as well? Definitely. So I think it's imperative. It just shows the host that you valued the opportunity. It's going to go to your audience. So you're introducing the host to your audience. You're getting that out there, sharing it. And then I even encourage them to continue to repurpose it. You know, podcasts are generally evergreen and you can keep sharing that information over and over again. Get permission from the host to maybe repurpose it. You know, you can create some of your own graphics later on, pull quotes that you said in it, kind of show yourself as a thought leader, you know, with your quotes and things. But there's so many ways that you can continue to use it for years to come that you you really want to ensure that you're finding ways to repurpose that. But really, it's about showing that host how much you valued the opportunity. Well, I value the opportunity to have you on my flipping podcast. Oh my gosh, this has just been one gem of information after another. So the time has come. It's time for you to plug your stuff and tell everyone where to find you and what they should do next. What are the next steps people should take with you today? Oh, thank you, Emily. You know, this has just been an amazing opportunity and so much fun. And I knew coming on here that there would be laughs. So I have to oh, thank yeah. you about that. <laughs> but yeah, so, it, you know, if folks are intrigued about the idea of having someone else pitch them for podcast interviews, then they can go ahead and they can schedule a clarity call with me to see if we might be a good fit to work together. And they can do that at bit.ly backslash podcast visibility, or if they just want to get more insights into some ways that they can maximize their impact with podcast guesting, I've got a guide that details that for them. And it's the ultimate podcast guesting strategy. So they can head over to my website at virtualsolutions.com slash ultimate creative. And I also hang out a lot on Instagram. And my handle over there is virtual solutions. Amazing. All the links will be in the show notes because that's how we do stuff here so that everyone can go and hire you. Yeah. Okay. That was a fun song. That's a great way to wrap up this episode with a very foolish song by me, Emily Milling. That's an original copyrighted. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. I know my audience is going to just like eat up literally everything because I am personally doing that right now. I'm just like, I got I got some work to do. Thank you so much. Again, everyone go follow Elizabeth on Instagram, go check out the freebie and all of the amazing things, schedule a clarity call and, and get yourself out there in a not weird templated way, in a personalized way. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Emily. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Ultimate Creative. If you heard something today that helped you get one step closer to building your super awesome dreams, I would love it if you shared a rating and written review on Apple Podcasts. That helps more people just like you that want to break into their passions and build a life they love with creativity and entrepreneurship. And if you know someone that needs a boost of inspiration and this episode will help, please share it and spread the love. I truly believe that the more we encourage each other to take steps towards building our dreams, the better our lives will be and the happier we will become. Pretty awesome. 
to learn more about how I can help you build your dreams through podcasting, video production, or content coaching, head over to theultimatecreative.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore ultimate creative and let's chat.